The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Hello, how are we? How are we, Max? You good? Yeah, I'm doing well. Enjoying this rather clement weather. Mm, it's a bit. Are you enjoying it? <laughs> I love, I love the heat, but I love the heat when you get the sun as well. Okay. You know, we've had the sun. We've, not, we've not had the sun down in Gloucester. Have you not? Wow. No, it's, we've, it's been. We we've had glorious sun up here in the north for once. Right. No, it's been grey and horrible and thunderstorms and all that nonsense but it's still like 29 degrees and like crazy yeah. humidity and I've, all that I've got my my clock does the temperature and it's saying now 30 degrees in this room at like nine o'clock yeah yeah i'm literally i'm, I'm sweating so much <laughs> it's pouring off me oh it's not even like i don't know this feels like proper summer do you know what i mean it's because we haven't got the sun yet we get like the heat wave don't we normally <laughs> this doesn't feel like proper summer it just feels like shit you know? No, I think you're a, a whinging bastard because when it's cold, you're like, oh, it's freezing now. I can't wait for the sun. And then when the sun comes, oh, it's too hot. I can't wait for it to be cold. But that, that's my fucking point. <laughs> we have not had the sun. <laughs> I, it could be as hot as it likes when the sun's out. But when it's just like this, muggy and crap and grey and horrible, it sucks. I think, I think you're spoiled. I think you should right, just yeah? appreciate having the sun when it's here. Oh, and then the rain. So not the rain the thunderstorms start and it scares the absolute living crap out of my dog he was up on the sofa with me for like most of the afternoon terrified and trembling you know so well we had five minutes of a thunderstorm uh we thought it was going to be an absolute downpour and by the time we we got in and then checked it the the, the floor was dry again it just came right. and went yeah so hmm. we had it lucky tomorrow's forecast though is just sun it's like just yellow sun no, all for us tomorrow's forecast is thunderstorms oh we're swapping over there magazine looks like yeah and that's it from uh bbc weather now and uh yeah. back to your regular <laughs> scheduled program welcome to the sjp world media weather channel and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Maxi, I, I missed this last week. I missed this. You I'll did. go into a few details. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll go into a few details in a little bit when we start the show properly about, mm. you know, missing last week and so on. But, yeah, I missed it last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I told you why in a message. I absolutely Cause... told you why. Because you remember me watch that match. And you, you could have told me you were having the day off before I watched the match. But, no, you waited until you... It's like, oh, he'll have watched it by now. Now I'll drop the bombshell. You're an arsehole. That, so that wasn't my intent at all. Did you watch it again for this week? I skimmed through it again this week. But I, oh, I, I I'd already sort of taken me. I'd already taken more notes than I care to have taken for any Barry Windham match. 
I, I think this is going to be quite intriguing when we get to that match. But yes, yeah. we have a, a old school wrestling territories match to look at. We have a non-wrestling topic, which I'm going to struggle with a little bit, but we've got loads of responses from the CWF because it references gaming. So that's going to be interesting for me to hear everyone's biggest achievements on that aspect. We've got Mags versus Sai as well. Quizmaster Sharon is waiting in the wings for us. So I guess we better start the show. Good evening, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media Production, episode 124. I am Sai, and with me as always is the Dory Funk. To my not getting drunk, because I've got a new job. So I've got to be careful that night, Mags. You can't turn up hungover, can I? Gotta be a good boy. <laughs> the Barry <laughs> Windham! <laughs> <laughs> the Barry Windham to my lack of wisdom blatantly going to be exposed when we do uh, Mags v. Cy very very soon a podcaster who I know despite how much he's whinged and moaned and bitched will of course be incredibly professional sensible and objective when looking at the Barry Windham match later on mm. the pod farmer himself Lord Mags I be them chickens then pal um, well, but first, I've got to say that you are hoping that I'll be objective. I definitely won't be because I am a very spiteful human being. I'm de- not <laughs> going to be objective about that match at all. Uh, but let, let's get on to some chicken news with Max only on chain wrestling. So, this week's still, chicken news. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, this week's chicken news is actually bad chicken news Ooh. because my chicken supplier had to delay delivery of my new chickens um, because he was getting them from a third-party supplier uh, and they've delayed, so he's had to delay. So, unfortunately, the only chicken news for this week is that there is no chicken news. Um, no but they have enjoyed chickens. the sun. Yeah, they have uh, enjoyed the sun. What we've had to do is uh, I've had to be using the hose pipe to to water the their rundown because it was getting really kind of dry and dusty, and it doesn't attract worms. and And uh, chickens love worms, and they love to scratch in in the in the in the soil. So you know they've uh, they've we've had to hose the 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 coop down and. The best thing about it is chickens run away from water and they run very, very fast. It's catching a chicken with a horse pipe is, is a hard, hard task. But yeah, unfortunately, right. no new chickens. <laughs> well, that, that, it's just building up the suspense, though, isn't it? It's like this whole thing with Roman Reigns and the Usos and the bloodline. You know it's going to happen, but we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. So when it does happen, it's going to be even better, isn't it? 
Yeah, or it's more like Via is coming soon and then he just never turns up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, Magsy, shall we jump into the chat quickly before we get on with our first, well, second segment of the show now, I suppose? Yeah, and uh, you can tell these guys have either got short-term memories or they've actually missed us because we've got we've got a plenty of people in the chat today. Start off, as usual, with King's Pigs Banner, making me say something that I totally don't agree with. Uh, so these are his views and not mine. He says, uh, he likes to beat people up. He likes to have fun. You know what I'm talking about. It's Barry Windham. Mm. That's, his that, but... early, that's his brilliant early 90s cheesy entrance scene. Was that actually his, his theme? Yeah, it was when the, like, when the Steiners had that really cheesy, horrible Steiners theme about being, you're going to get Steiner-lined and all that yeah. sort of stuff. It was ba- I think it was done by the same people. Yeah, it was done pretty much on the set. And it's like, he's big and strong, lean and mean, um, a big wrestling machine and stuff like that, you know? Okay. And that sounds terrible. (laughs) Fast and Uh, mean, maybe. Maybe not lean. (laughs) Connor from uh, Connor Knows Footer. Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, Says, hello, Mags and Sam. Missed your faces last week, but we missed yours as well, sir. Uh, King's Pigs Man is back saying, hi. Hello, sir. Uh, Welcome in. Cam in the chat. Hey, yo. Um... King's Prince Banner says he they've had storms down there in 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 the knots in that's down your end, isn't it? It's the middle of the country. Well, a bit, bit, yeah, not uh, like two and a half hours away. Oh well, it's a lot closer than it is to me. Uh, James in the chat, hello, sir. Yeah, I'm all right. Yes, uh, I'm definitely all right. Sam's not all right. He needs a he needs a towel there. Uh, I got Cam one. Says, it's literally hung up just here. Look, see, it's hung up on the wardrobe, so I can just. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way it's a, a nice pink towel as well. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> uh, Cam says, there's no storms in uh, York or Newcastle whilst he was there today. It's just been fucking mafting. I'm, um, I'm assuming that means hot. I um, imagine so. We need a translator, don't we, for these northern folk? For, for, <laughs> I don't think it's all the northern folk. It's the Midlands folk <laughs> as well. Um Sharon coming in late with uh it's Monday and you know Monday night and you know what that means, and that's because she sat waiting in the wings ready for um Mags V Sar. Um King's King's Pigs Banner says hello to, to, to Sharon. Uh Cameron says he missed us last week, but not not that enormously as he was busy seeing the Arctic monkeys. Uh laughing ah. now. Uh ready for this. Oh what what was the gig like? Uh, I hope it was it was good. I mean, their latest album is absolutely brilliant, so it, it can't not be. Benny Mac, uh, another one of the the S- SJP World Media Live team now, uh, saying where, what the F you been? I'm assuming it might mean where the F you been. Where? Um, Maybe, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Scottish Dan in the chat. Hey, yo, CWF. Dan Griffin, welcome to Windermania. Fuck you, Dan, and the horse that you rid on. Um, <laughs> Windermania, I'm not having that. Uh, was going to put Barry Mania, but that is, yeah, don't you besmirch. Uh, uh, Barry Mania for Barry Owens. And in fact, I'm going to introduce something earlier and I'm going to leave it running for the whole of the show. I put together a list of all the wrestling Barrys and all the wrestling Barrys that are better than Barry Windham. You so, fucking prick. Enjoy. And that can stay running for the whole of the show. Back to the comments. Benny Mac says, excellent. Um, and then uh, Kingsford agrees that Barry Mania is definitely reserved for Barry Horowitz. 
And we we did the show about Barry Horowitz, and then he's been all over my YouTube feed. I think he's done a couple of uh, interviews with uh, Chris Van Vliet and Wrestling News Corp, and they've got his take on on loads of like, wrestling subjects. So it's been it's literally Barry uh, Horowitz mania. So yeah, it's well, we we started that. We were responsible for his comeback. Exactly. Like there, Barry Wolf was a better Barry than Barry Horowitz. Bruce just for everyone on, on the audio version, just for everyone who's listening in the audio ver- on the audio version, Magsies and I brought up a ticker running across the bottom of the screen on our live show with the name of every Barry he could possibly bloody think of and the caption, Barry's better than Wyndham. And we have such gold as Barry Allen, Barry Bronze, Barry Buchanan, Barry Buchanan, as in B squared. No, that was Bull. <laughs> oh, Bull. Okay. But still, fuck off. Barry Darce. Oh, my God. This is going to upset me. And you'll have to look at it for the whole of the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, Connor says it's poured down all day and all night uh, out there in Ohio, and it's brought cold temperatures. Yep, that's brilliant. I mean, we, we could do a, a break in the in the temperature just to refresh the air, but I do prefer the sun. Uh, Cam says, yeah, uh, Mags, it was everything I could have expected or more. Brilliant seeing all the folks scurry off like hands when they played the new stuff. The new stuff's amazing. It's really, really good. Um, <laughs> is this you in the chat? I don't think I have heard any of these Barrys. <laughs> no, it's not me. I think that might be Sharon, actually. I think that might be Sharon because she's then, admin on some of this stuff. So She's replied on two things. That's yeah, I'm, awful probably, talented. When you, type into the, when you type into the word on the admin, it comes up with through uh, both, doesn't it? Scottish Danny says, is Barry Hart a relation? It was actually, Barry Hart was actually Barry Horowitz, but one of his uh, his earlier gimmicks. So you put the same person twice, just to bulk Most, out your list? Just, just to to clear up, this was all the Barrys listed on Cage Match. Barry and, Hardy? Wasn't was 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 Barry Hardy the one who dressed up like a fucking turtle with Gilbert? <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. You're an absolute knobhead. Um, Liam in the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? Um, Liam, hello. Scottish Danny, no Bull Buchanan slander. Yeah, no, it's only Barry Windham slander. Whoops, here. (laughs) Whoops, here. That was Sharon Tappy, not Sarah. Whoops, here. That was Sharon Tappy, not Sarah. Um, (laughs) So she she did the same thing again. Uh, And then to confirm. It's all levels, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and to confirm, um, Barry Hart is Barry Horowitz. Yeah, um, when you when you clicked on the name on Cagebacks, it tells you all the different Barrys who who they were. Their other characters. I think it was also the Red Knight as well in one match. But that's the chat all caught up with. Excellent stuff. And again, <laughs> thank you so much to everyone who has joined us. Very quickly before we get Sharon involved, uh, last week the show not going ahead. I want to apologise to everyone. That was my decision. I made that call. I'm not going to lie. I'll be straight out with everybody, and it does tie into a new project of SJP World Media coming very soon as well. Uh, I had a little bit of a wobble with regards to my mental health. I was feeling a bit sorry for myself, having lost my job. Thought I was all right. Went a bit grumpy and miserable. Thought I was all right again. And that was another day where I felt I was you know, a bit grumpy and miserable, and I just kind of wanted to be left on my Todd. My wife, as always, was fantastic just left me left me be but was there if i needed her to be and so on and i'm feeling a lot better now and today i did start a new it's a temporary role for now but i've started a new job today so yeah everything is uh 
hopefully improving hopefully improving but yes the new project i am talking about is of course safe place sessions you can follow it on twitter linked all in with the sjp world media twitter accounts and facebook accounts and all that good stuff and it's numerous people numerous people that you're familiar with from the world of podcasting uh some hosting some being guests and vice versa it's just like a big group of us doing all sorts and anyone is invited to join in as well uh, all just discussing mental health and how people deal with things themselves, their own experiences. No one's an expert. No one's qualified to give advice from a medical standpoint, but it's just a place where people can talk and listen to other people talking. So make sure you follow that show. I'll retweet it later on from the Chain Wrestling account as well. Make sure you follow that show and you reach out if you want to be involved now or any point in the future. Magazine, I've got my Chain Wrestling bracelet on. I've got the very first ice cold cream soda of the year. I'm ready to get destroyed in Mags versus Sai. I mean, it's not going to happen, but let's do it. <laughs> Mags Soy. I spotted then that Sharon and I were both head bopping exactly in sync. <laughs> Brilliant. I didn't spot anything because I'm sweating so much. I don't know what's going I don't know. I don't know if I've got something on my face that I shouldn't have, but I sweat with my eye and it stings like fuck, man. I, my one eye's one really sore. Well, it's salty, that's why. Um, yeah, I might explain it, I suppose. I might explain it. <laughs> anyway, 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 let's not go on about how much experience you have with salty liquids on your face. Oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. <laughs> let's introduce my wife, <laughs> Quizmaster Sharon. How are you doing, my love? I'm good, but I've got fair giggles now. <laughs> <laughs> come on, you should know the level of professionalism on this show goes through the roof. No, come on, Sharon, you're letting the sad down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, how are you, my love? <laughs> I know it was touch and go whether you would be joining us this evening because you, you've not been, been feeling great this afternoon with regards to the weather and it causes you to have a bad head and so on, so... Thank you so much for making the effort to, to, to join us and ask us silly wrestling yep. questions so I can embarrass myself once again. We That's appreciate you even more for doing that. We do indeed. No we do indeed. This week's Mags v. Psy is about the four horsemen. Yep. And it's one of those moments where it can go one or two ways for me. It can be like the Shawn Michaels one that we did, and I can look like I've got the biggest brain in the world. Or... I can get absolutely embarrassed when I realise I don't actually know that much about people who I really, really like. Exactly. And I know nothing, little to nothing about them, so I should get a zero. So anything higher than that to me is uh, an absolute bonus. But I know how competitive you are, so I know you have been you know, revising and researching solidly for the last two weeks. No. I, what I've done, I've put all my effort into writing the the shittiest questions known to man for you. Fucking prick. Okay. Oh, we can see Aussie behind you there, Sha. 
our old boy cat Ozzy on the windowsill just behind Sharon. On, obviously, on the audio version, that doesn't work as well. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the live unless version, you, unless you've got a cat <laughs> on your own window, yes. <laughs> shall we begin? We shall. Normal oh, rules tips. apply. Five questions each. Penalty shootout style. Let's go. Mr. Max. Hello. Question one. How many NWA slash WCW World TV title reigns did members of the Horsemen have in total? How in the living piss am I meant to know that? Arn had that title. I know that. But was it as a Horseman? Well, I assume we're just going throughout their whole career. No, just Horseman time. Just during the the time of just them being in the hall. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with just just. It can't be just Arn Anderson though, so I'm gonna go with two. No, how many title reigns? Sorry, oh, how right. many title yeah, well, reigns? Two then. You are incorrect. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is seven. Four That's for Arn Anderson good. and three for Telly Blanchard. Okay, that's fair. I would not have got that in a million years, so... I didn't realise, until I started looking it up, I didn't realise Telly Blanchard held it that many times. I thought he was just a one or two time champion. Yeah, I thought he was just a, a tag team. I thought he was the Marty Gennetti of the Brainbusters. <laughs> the Brainbusters. Ah, <laughs> uh, okie doke. I'm not keep, I've got nothing to keep score with, by the way, here. So, Sharon, are you doing that? I've got, yes. I've got... Thank you. Trusty okay. <laughs> Um, right, Mr. Simon. Yours. Which horseman is the most decorated single champion? Okay, define single champion, as in like they held the most amount of titles during their time. Yeah, so singles titles. So singles tag titles. Sag, tag titles don't count. What, it, horseman era or their whole career? Their whole career. Their whole career. All my questions... I, I put some caveats. I put so all the questions refer to confirmed four horsemen members, so associates, okay. managers, and valets aren't included. And I also got I'm, my information I'm, from Wikipedia and Cage Match because I didn't know it myself. Enough, but yeah, I'm, it's it's the whole career. It's got to be. You've got to think it's got to be Ric Flair, haven't you? Does or is it? this a, is that the is that the obvious? I'm getting. I'm going to have to go with Ric Flair. Yeah. You are incorrect. Bollocks. The answer is Jeff Jarrett with 53 oh, title oh, reigns. Yeah, because he's the TNA champion 96 times, isn't he? And I knew you'd say Flair. Yeah. Because I put Flair had 37 reigns. Oh, there we go. What a question. That was Magsy. That's fantastic stuff. So we're starting as we mean to go on. No, no. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this, is, this has got draw written all over it. Mr. Mags. Hello. What did the group change their name to when Hiro Matsuda took over as manager in 1989? Oof. Just, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Nothing would come to mind. Just the horseman, I suppose. Was for was for an unlucky number in Japan, so yeah, I'll just go with the horseman. You are incorrect. 
job. The answer is Yamazaki Corporation. What the fuck? How the fuck am I going to know that? <laughs> well, you knew the Brainbusters, and they were 1989. Yeah, and they were in the WWF. That's why. It is when it is when Arn and Tully left. JJ Dillon also also left and took an office role for the Royal Wrestling Federation. So they got a new manager in who was Japanese. Kendall Windham was in part of the Horseman at that time, but not officially. He was like a, a the friend. Best Wyndham. The best Wyndham. You fucking knobhead. Okay, come on, let's carry on. <laughs> um, um, Mistress Sai. Mm-hmm. The least decorated singles champion in the Four Horsemen is a tie. Which two wrestlers have only held one singles title each and who had the shortest reign? One singles title each. Mm, okay. I will have a stab at if it's singles titles, I might I'm, I'm leaning towards Ole Anderson. Or maybe Paul Roma. Well, you have to give two names anyway. Okay, well, I'll give those two names. And I will say the shortest reign would probably be Ole Anderson. You're half correct. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Go on, then spill the beans. That's a brilliant question, Maxie. You're really good at this shit. The answer is Paul Roma and Mongo McMichael. Oh, okay, yeah, he had one US title reign, didn't he? In '97, I think it was going into '98, maybe. Mongo yeah. had the shortest reign with 25 days as WCW US champion. Yeah, US champ. Yeah, yeah I think he then dropped that to Jarrett. I think didn't he? Okay. Ah, oh, so close. <laughs> you did well, though. Does, is that a half or is that just no, a no it is not no it's, it, it, it's a zero point <laughs> oh my god um mr mags hello i'm holding out for a nil nil draw <laughs> according to wikipedia how many different wrestlers have officially been horsemen okay so He's i might have a chance for this, this. Because yeah. I did mention about not having associates and things like that. So you've got mm-hmm. Flair, Arn, Ole, Tully, Lex, Shitty Barry Windham, Sting, Sid, Benoit, Pillman, Roma, Mongo, Jarrett, Malenko, and Mr. Perfect. I think that's it. Fucking hell. Holy shit. That was was unbelievable. That was was bang on. That's 15. That is literally... And until the last couple, when there's one or two the wrong way around, he even named them in fucking date order as well. Really? It's it's because I have have had my eyes glued to the Wikipedia page to get your (laughs) questions. it, It just sinks in. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm holding off for a win here. It might be yeah. a very, very unexpected oh, win. Come I'm on. I'm, I'm happy now. Well, you are fucked when you hear the rest of the questions outset. Brilliant. <laughs> Mr. Sai. Yes. 
Ric Flair has by far had the longest in-ring career of the four horsemen with 49 years. As of recording, how many years stand between Flair and second place Sting? Okay, so Flair's 49 years. Sting's obviously still wrestling today, so that's 2023. When did Sting make his debut? When were the Blade Runners? That, I'm going to be 84. Okay, I'm, if I work on the premise that Sting made his debut around 84-ish, I... 20... I'm going to say the difference is... Oh, nine years, ten years. I'll, I'll say ten years. Have I got any leeway either way, or are you just being a prick? Uh, you can have a leeway of one year. One year. Oh, I'm gonna say eleven years. Bastard. <laughs> I regret giving you leeway then. Why? What is it? Twelve. Yeah, it's twelve. Is it okay? Why? He, de- Why? he debuted in. At the back end of 1985. Uh, okay, okay, because it was the UWF, wasn't it? He and the Warrior were the Blade Runners in. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. I, I may have. I may have. <laughs> oh, I got a question away. Right. I may have thrown away this victory. <sighs> Mr. Max. Hello. Who was WCW World Champion when the Horsemen disbanded in May 1999? So that was that was before they came back, didn't they? For was it for like a couple of weeks when Malenko and Benoit kept wanting to reform? But this is before that, I think. This is when they officially disbanded in '99 in May. I mean, it's not going to be Flair because he was back. He was more of like the the president role i think so i mean the easy shot is to go with hogan so i'm gonna go with sting (laughs) (laughs) i wish it was hogan though you are incorrect oh damn it you ruined it i was gonna say and the answer was hulk hogan Um, (laughs) 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 the answer is kevin nash oh shock he yeah. probably booked the the forceman to disband the tosser. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> How many questions have we got left, Sha? Um, you've got two more. Mag's got one. Oh. So, Mister Sai. Yes. <laughs> Excluding <laughs> Ric Flair and currently active wrestlers, which horseman had the most recent wrestling match? This is gettable. Okay, so wrestlers who have retired. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said Flair because mm. he's retired, but he unretires every other week. Yeah, he does. He can't make his mind so, up, can he? Yeah. Uh most recent match that a horseman has had. Oh my goodness. I think you got me. Oh. Oh, is it Tully Blanchard, AW? Is that your answer? Yeah, go on, I'll say Tully. You are incorrect. Oh no. The answer 
is Paul Roma on the 11th of December, 2021. Oh, man. And because Roma's, I bet Roma's still like, compared to the others, he's probably only in his 50s, isn't he, Roma? He's not that old. Yeah, and his wrestling career before he retired was only dead short. Like, yeah. I think it was like seven years or something like that. Oh, I'm kicking myself now. Dickhead. It okay. was getting it was gettable it was it was okay this is it one question left each one question shoot out mr max hello how many separate title reigns did barry windham have as a horseman (laughs) no fucking titles whatsoever um that's obviously not my answer um Take that as his answer, sir. <laughs> I'm going to go with four. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are incorrect. Oh. The answer is one. So, the US title in 1988. Awesome. Uh-huh. I had to throw a Wyndham question in there just because of the grief yeah. you're giving poor Barry. Well-deserved grief. Oh, okay, come on then. Let's let's see if I can make this not a, not a draw again. Last question, Mister Sai. Mm-hmm. How many of the four horsemen have spent over five hundred days holding a particular title over combined reigns? Oh, why? Okay. How many? Well, you got to say Flair, haven't you? For the world title. I would imagine Arn and Tully for the tag belts, I would expect. So that would count as three then, wouldn't it? Because they're not, you don't count it as a team, do you? Like you look at the individuals, Max, yeah? Uh, I'll put um, them as individual wrestlers if that's yeah helps. Okay. Um,. They got to think he was in the horseman long, longer, weren't they? Well, no, because... Oh, no, across their whole careers. Okay, well, in oh, that changed... Well, uh, then I would say over 500 days. Okay. Flair, Arn, Tully. I'll say Ole Anderson as well. I'll say Jeff Jarrett. I'll go six. Is that your final answer? I think so. I think I think so. You are incorrect. What a fucking surprise. The answer <laughs> is five. Oh, really? Flair, Arn Anderson, Luger, Benoit, and Jarrett. So Sting. Sting didn't hold the title in that long in his whole all those title rings yet. Why? Okay. Sting's longest title reign was three hundred and twenty-six days with the impact world title. Okay. I fucked that up then because I was I was thinking adding up the title rings, but okay. Even if I took tag team titles into account, which I didn't. Yeah, uh, Tully still would not have made the list because his his longest reign. These are all combined, so he could have had ten reigns. But yeah, the yeah, amount of days thought, yeah. he was champion, okay. it was four hundred ninety four champion uh, days. Oh, okay. with the south the south weight heavyweight title. Oh yeah, that's, that really distinguished prestigious yeah, championship. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another draw then. So Magsy, you're staying ahead. You're staying ahead. 
that was close. That was a, mm. a, a squeaky bum one, but I'm proud of that it one point indeed. that I it got there. Indeed. Sharon, thank you so, so much once again for acting as Quizmaster for this fucking nonsense. We appreciate you giving up <laughs> half hour of your Monday evening to sit through this crap. And I'm very, very grateful that you helped us out again, considering you haven't been particularly well in the last few hours. Yeah, well, you're to be fair, I'm normally just on the chair sitting through this crap. So, you know. <laughs> oh, so why not just be a part of the crap? There we go. Okay. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Just cut her she's off, big mate. time in it. Now she's got her own podcast. She's big time. Ah, there is. you go, mate. There you go. Uh, Okie doke. Well, again, thank you, Sharon. It was hugely appreciated. And I will speak to you, well, very soon. <laughs> Hopefully so. If he's not in the bad books, then see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Magsy, I am sweating so much. It's ridiculous, mate. Speaking of draws, actually, before we get on to our non-wrestling topic, speaking of draws... I updated that spreadsheet, didn't I? You did. And this is going to be, I find this absolutely amazing. Of all the episodes we've done. So effectively, we've got a spreadsheet that is now up to date. So we know what matches have won polls, what have lost polls. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and we can now go back and see what matches we've already covered and so on. Because, you know, 124 episodes. It can be a bit tricky to keep, keep track of. And it also tallies up who has won how many polls and so on. Out of all these 124 episodes, there's been, I, I've not got it in front of me, but I think it's six 50-50s in total, which is a silly high amount, Dan Griffin. Thank you very much. <laughs> six 50-50 uh, six polls. And then Mags and I, we have won exactly the same number of polls across the yeah. whole of Chain Wrestling. I think you said it was 58 apiece or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Mm. That, that blew my mind. It, it makes it more interesting because our... If I remember rightly, I took a, a very quick lead. Yeah. Like four yeah. or five in front, and then you clawed it back, and, and then you took a lead. I think you yeah. were, ended up being about four or five in front. So for us to go so long and it be balanced out, yeah, that's that's very, very shocking, especially the picks that you put forward as well. Just the, <laughs> the seed of ref must be gluttons for punishment. I like to give people options because I think just picking stuff from give me areas what I want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, mate. Exactly. Shall we jump across now and do a little bit of our non wrestling topic, Mr. Max? Uh, yes, we shall. When I find the button for the video, <laughs> NWT time. No wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. I missed that belch last week. Definitely. <laughs> this ticker going across the bottom here of all these names of Barry's that you say are better than it's amazing, isn't it? Barry Wyndham, right? There was one guy that just went across there called Barry O. That guy hasn't even got a fucking last name. There's one called Barry Morbalo, so he's not technically a Barry. And Soldier Barry. Let's not forget good old Soldier, Soldier Barry. Barry. Oh, my goodness gracious me. I think the, the lack of respect for one of the greatest to ever do it on, on this show is downright disgusting. Listen, I gave him his props and named the episode the 33rd best Barry in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I also saw the, I also saw the description that you gave this show this week as well, saying that because you had to watch Barry Windham, you're not going to write a description. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally in the YouTube. Ch- yeah, I brilliant. am nothing if I am not petty. 
our non-wrestling topic this week concerns gaming which is really a, a great tie-in because we've had a new show join the network and when i say a new show it's a new show to us it's a show that's been running for a little while now uh gameplay junkies were hosted by the awesome benny mac and uh, his good buddy jack there as well and we have the podcast version dropping every sun what well, every other sunday night straight after the live version and they talk games they play a little bit of games i mean this week just gone there's a big gaming convention making announcements and so on which they live stream their reactions to so you can find that every other sunday on the sjp world media uh, well all of the live feeds here on youtube on twitch on on in the facebook group as well make sure you're joining benny and jack there it's brilliant stuff but yeah so you know in in kind of honor of that well, you know, Magsy, you suggested it and said it tied in quite well because we've got this new show, didn't it? Yeah, it does. And uh, props to to Benny and, and the guys he's working with for for helping spread the 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 wings of the 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 live version because we've been doing this live for so long now, and it's good to have partners in it. It is, it is, and there is more live content coming soon well in fact you know it's been stuck out there on twitter i might as well bring it up now uh the volley live is out there the twitter account is active again and it's as as it was previously uh with our former network radio tuckers is going to be primarily hosted by mr matt willis he's in charge of the twitter account and so on and effectively anybody who wants to be involved in covering Premier League football, European football, whatever, with regards to live streaming of shows or uh, getting involved with the volley as well, which is going to be a podcast version recapping the weekend's Premier League action. Just reach out to Matt, give him a shout and let him know. But that'll be joining us at the start of the next football season, Magsy. And I know... Not long to go. No, no. And I know uh, it was something that you were massively involved in on our previous home of Techers. I know that the guys there would be over the moon if at any free Saturday you gave a couple of hours, just joined in. But I also know at the same time, you're stepping away a little bit. So just know that the offer, as as, as is to everybody on the network, the offer is there. I mean, I, I won't be because I struggle with their huge Liverpool bias. But that's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's really good to see uh, Matt uh, continue that because he's so passionate about about uh football uh and yeah i had i had a meltdown and stepped away from everything and this is really the only show that i've actually come back to and mm-hmm. and that's no slight against the people who i work with i love absolutely every single one of them aura uh tanner uh scottish danny um matt um ray um all yeah i i uh think they're all amazing people it's just i was using podcasting as a crutch i suppose and 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 now it's it's not so much and i like to just dip in like this and do very little work have a chat with sarah and uh and just dip out uh but yeah i'm sure i'll be a uh, I'll be a, a featured guest on there sometime during the season. That's for sure. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And we also have here Connor in the chat, just shouting out the new Simpsons podcast, joining the network yeah. coming at the end of the month from Connor as well. Uh, and fair play to Connor. It's it's a project he's been talking to me about for, well, for quite a lot, many, many months now. And he's openly stated he's ripped off the idea from our show. 
and he's taken the way of doing a poll to decide what episodes we look at, you know? And I was like, well, we didn't invent polls. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Cause I ripped this idea off somebody else. So, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I'm joking. No, I did. Really. And uh, yeah. So th- the first poll has been out there um, deciding on what season one episodes of the Simpsons Connor is going to be covering. Uh, we have people online already messaging Connor left, right and center. wanting to be guests on the Simpsons podcast. And that's amazing. All that crazy yellow world of Springfield with him. So, yeah, the network is just growing in all directions, Magsy. So, awesome stuff. Yeah. And uh, Connor won't be the last person to try and rip off chain wrestling. He certainly wasn't the first. Uh, fightful. Um, fightful. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't, that's another project that I'm, I'm slowly getting back in, into listening to. Uh, some podcasts, uh, the Sharon's away from the pages is absolutely outstanding. I really, really enjoy that. Second um, episode was fantastic as well. Was it that dropped on Thursday? That was that was yeah. so good. Uh, and I'm 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 definitely going to give uh, Connor's uh, Simpsons podcast a, a listen. Uh, I think I've got every up to, up until the last season. I've got every episode of the Simpsons stored on stored on my hard drive. You could have just uh, said on DVD or something, and nobody yeah, well, would have batted an eyelid. I know, but I didn't, did I? I no, I, you didn't. I told on myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go, then. Our <laughs> non-wrestling topic this week. As I said, inspired by the new show, Joining the Network, covering gaming and all that great stuff from that technical technological world that I don't fully understand. Uh, we wanted people to know, well, to not know, let us know, your greatest gaming achievements. And it's it's brilliant because there's so many different age groups who listen to this show. I mean, we've got, my, I don't know if my, my son Liam is still in the chat, but he is obviously of a certain age. Then we've got people double his age. So the gaming world has changed dramatically. We've got older mm-hmm. people who still play games now. We've yeah. got people such as myself who only played games when I was younger or only play older games. So we've had quite a diverse selection of, of people's achievements, Magsy, haven't we? Yeah, we have. I mean, I think uh, gaming has changed over the years. It used to be the the domain of kids, uh, and, and once you got to like late teens, you kind of grew out of it. And now, a lot of people use gaming as a as a way to relax after a hard day's work, as a, as a way to socialize with friends online, or in a lot of cases, as a way to subsidize their income. Um, yeah, with the likes of Twitch and and things like that. So yeah, it's a gaming has had a monumental shift and it's become absolutely huge business so Mm. it was interesting to get some of the answers that we got just to put it into context for everybody with regards to myself and my own personal gaming i played championship manager 2001 still play that game over and over again uh it's the only game i now play the mario brothers game that is we've got a a gif of it on the screen here the very first one on the uh, old gray block nez that was a computer I had when I was a kid, and that was one of my favorite games. So that gives you an idea of my kind of gaming background. Nowhere near as advanced as some of our listeners, Max. No, um, and mine is, I mean, I had the, the same kind of start as you. The, the, I actually started with an Atari uh, 2600, went on to a NES. Um, I've had um, a, quite a few Sega consoles, but I'm, I'm still now an avid gamer. I've got uh ps3 4 and 5 all still set up um i'm a mad on farming simulator at the moment but you are you, you are making your own farm in real life as well so you're using it like a blueprint well, 
just uh, just to go on to that out uh, out of context, when me and uh, me and the wife go for a, a, a walk every every uh, night, just to freshen our heads and just to chat about the day. And we li- where we live is there is quite a bit of farmland, and for the first time in years, we've actually seen a herd of cows uh, in one of the fields that we that we walk past. Okay, and and I said to the wife, "Oh, shall we get some cows?" And she's like, "No." Nope, I draw the line at cows. Um, I keep trying to get her to let me get a sheep, and she says no to that. A goat, I was almost convinced of because of how cute they are, uh, and then she she found out that they they nonstop bleat, so that was also a no. But so now I'm just limited to chickens, but I will get the goats and sheep eventually. What about ducks? She has some ducks. <clears throat> the only thing with them, they they. They need a, a massive water supply, and uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't have a pond. I mean, I could uh, make a pond, I suppose. Yeah, there you go. Give something for the goats to drink out of as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxie, I will go through these messages and tweets in the order they arrived into us. Okay, my friend. Yep. Let's go for uh, it. We begin with our good buddy Matt Butler at Trey Butler on Twitter. He says. Super Mario Brothers, the Lost Levels, 100%. So I'm assuming that means he's just completed it, yeah? Yeah, I mean, just to get 100% on that game is a, a feat. It's, if you you played the original Mario Brothers, yes. um, the Lost Levels is that game on crack. Okay. It was actually not released in the, in the, the West um, because Nintendo thought it would be too hard for Western uh-huh. uh, Western audiences, and we then I think we ended up getting it like in a in a, a pack with the Super Nintendo, where it was all like packies all together, all the Mario games. But yeah, it's it is rock hard, rock hard. So that that is a massive achievement. You also got to remember as well, and this is something that I try and explain to my lads sometimes. You can't back then. You couldn't just save a game and fuck off. No, nope. it was one and done. Yeah, and if you lost all your lives, that was it. You're right. You had to start yeah. from the very beginning again. You didn't have yeah. these checkpoints or anything like that, you know? I mean, some, some games did have saves, but you had to type in a, a ridiculously long chord. Mm. And, or you'd have to write it down and, and remember it. I had Street Fighter 1 on the Spectrum. Jesus, wept. that's a horrific game. So when you can only be Ryu or Ken, you couldn't be anyone else. And when you beat a fighter... You had to press play on the cassette tape to load the next person to fight. Yeah, I, I remember games like that. And if they beat you, you had to rewind the tape to the beginning, press play again to reload the start of the game to go back to the beginning. Horrific. Absolutely horrific. Yeah. These kids don't know they're born with instant, They don't, mate. They you don't. Just, you now you just turn your console on and the game's straight there. When yeah. when we were youngins, you had to watch the screen, um <clears throat> the the kind of rainbow colored lights load the game in for yeah for for hours and then if it didn't load in properly you have to rewind it and start again there you go uh we have here also mario kart ghost valley 2 he had a world record temporary temporarily i think that's that's what to say that's amazing fair play uh simpsons arcade completed that mario galaxy 100 percent uh is there a difference between complete and 100 percent max am i understanding Um, that 
Yeah, there's a difference. Uh, com- if you complete something, um, you finish the game. You get to the the end screen or the the end uh, video. To hundred percent something, you have to collect everything that's in the game, uh, um, complete every mission in the game, um, things like that. So, yeah, there is a okay. difference. Uh, Pac-Man level nine, Elder Scrolls Marrow Mind, one hundred percent. Morrowind. Morrowind. Oh yeah, not Marrow Mind. <laughs> that was the that was the Gloucester coming out of you. Then I've got that marrows on my mind. Marrow Mind. <laughs> it's getting near harvest season. Better load up that cartridge for Marrow Mind. Um, M- <laughs> MTG Arena, Mythic multiple seasons. So I th- I'm okay. assuming that's Magic the Gathering. So like. Almost like an adult version of Pokemon. Okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, oh, now we're talking a little bit more of what I understand, even <laughs> though these are far more advanced than yours. Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin Twenty One on Twitter. He says, "On Football Manager 2009, I signed Sergio Aguero for York City in League One on a three. Brilliant. He scored sixty-four goals and then sold him for fifty million quid." <laughs> That's amazing. I, I uh on uh, I used to play LMA manager on the the um PlayStation 2, I think it was. Uh and I signed Robbie Savage. Uh I think he was at Blackman at the time. Yeah, okay. And the wife uh Lorraine used to kind of like be a an armchair assistant manager. So I, I asked her, said, should I should I play Robbie Savage? And she's like, yeah, he was amazing. Great player. You should, should definitely play him. And I ended up selling him at the end of the season and she fell out with me and wouldn't speak to me because I sold Robbie <laughs> Savage on a game. That's amazing. Oh. I made money on it. Uh, another time, I mean, I might as well get into it now. She once beat me on snooker on the PlayStation and I turned the PlayStation off and didn't speak to her for three days. Three days? Yeah, I was fuming. Throwing your toys out of the pram, magazine. Yeah. And then I used to play, my two boys, we used to play um, the very old school Raw versus Smackdowns, like, say, 2006 editions or something like that. And they they teamed up on me, and uh, they, because I, I, I was unbeatable on that game, and they teamed up on me and beat me up with chairs, so I would get uh, counted out, and they would win the match. So I barred them from playing it, playing against me on it. So the moral of the story is: don't beat Mags because he has a tantrum. Yeah, because he's mad. He's very, very, like I said, petty. I'm very, very petty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin continues <laughs> finishing Dark Souls three with at Guru of Matitude and at Zebedee. Actually, 16. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? I, was like, I know well, we're in What does that say? <clears throat> and never got through a Souls game on my own, but playing with these lads was a right laugh. Yeah, that's one thing I do really like and admire about like, the online gaming thing now, because you can do it with your friends and so on, mm-hmm. can't you? Whereas yeah. back when I was a kid, it was like, you know, you sat in your bedroom on your own or you went round your mate's house and hopefully he'd have another controller. That was kind of it, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we when I was uh, heavy into the Amiga scene, 
we had to carry boxes and boxes of, of floppy disks around to each other's house and, and make sure we, we took a, our spare controls because that's how you multiplayed games in them yeah. days. There was no online. Um, nah. But, yeah, finishing Dark Souls, again, just kind of like uh, Matt's from earlier, those games are ridiculously hard, and they are one and dones. If you die, you, you, you essentially oh, have to start okay. again. Yeah. That so, makes it all a bit different. Yeah, finishing those souls type games, yeah, something they they would fr- they frustrate me. I don't mm. mind a bit of challenge, but when it's ridiculously hard like they are, yeah, I I don't have I don't see the fun in it. I just because you're not hungry. winning, so you have your little stampy foot. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'll tell you what, computer, if you're gonna make it that tricky for me, I'm not gonna plug you in for a week. So you fucking like that. <laughs> <laughs> Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. I won the Champions League four times in a row on Football Manager with Inverness. Why? Okay, that's quite that's, an achievement. That's brilliant. I mean, we've we've all got a, a football manager story. Um, yeah. Man has always been taking Oxford from the low little uh, League Twos to to Champions League glory, and then getting sacked. Um, yeah, they they're usually my go to team, but. Yeah, uh, signing Eric Cantona for Fiorentina when they're in Serie B on Champ Manager Italia from Leeds for less than a million and then him winning multiple Serie A titles back to back to back to back. Yeah, some some really good memories of football manager. Yeah, oh, so good. Isn't it? it's, it's basically just a bloody <clears throat> spreadsheet, but it's so addictive. Yeah, it is. Absolutely is. Uh, speaking of football manager, Rob continues. Football manager at 2010 on PSP which meant I could pick it up and play bits and pieces here and there. But it took ages. Unfortunately, you can... Oh, this is where he... Uh, where and when he did the Inverness Challenge, sorry. Uh, you can only play 10 seasons, so couldn't go for a further glory. Restarted the career and signed the same players, but didn't have much success. <laughs> That's the issue, isn't it, when you get a game like Championship Manager or Football Manager going onto a console. Mm-hmm. Where before I paid the incredibly hefty sum of a whole 30 pounds for my windows 98 pc i've got downstairs i had to play championship manager 0102 on the xbox and so i bought a second hand old proper the the original old xbox yeah and i didn't realize until i got 20 seasons in that it only plays 20 seasons and then says well done good game and shuts down I was, wow, just, and I was devastated again. Yeah, yeah, and I know I've I've heard that Football Manager is is coming out for the consoles. I think it's already out on Xbox, and it's due to come out on uh, PlayStation Five pretty soon. But I remember Football Manager on the PSP. Um, what a great game! The best thing about it was they had some inbuilt challenges that you could do. So you could you'd be a uh, manager of a club who are in mountains of debt and you had to get them back to um, basically being in the black or you had a club that um, you were forced to sell all of your good players and and they still wanted you to, to stay up, things like that. Some really good challenge in there. So, yeah, I miss that game. Yeah, oh, that's good stuff. Uh, we have more here from Dan Griffin. He says, other football manager stuff, on 2015, I took Preston from Championship to Champions League, York City from National League to Premier League, and won top leagues and cups in England, Spain, Germany, and Italy, as well as two World Cups, a Euros and a CONCACAF Cup 
within 30 seasons of the same file. Bloody hell, 30 seasons and accomplishing all that. That's amazing. That is absolutely outstanding. Um, oh. I, I very rarely go like 20, 30 seasons. I always end up wanting to restart. When you get to like regen players, where literally none of the players are actually um, original players, yeah. it does, I do kind of lose interest and then end up restarting and, and trying to kind of like do the same thing again. But to go 30 years, that's amazing, Dan. Yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, five Nerds Go at Five Nerds Go on Twitter. Completing Sonic the Hedgehog aged five. Wow, okay. Well, yeah. When I was five, I was still eating crayons, crayons and milk. <laughs> so, uh, playing V Rally versus my family and beat them all by about 20 seconds aged seven. Fair play. V Rally, that was a. Looking back now, that is a horrific looking game, but at the is time. It? At the time, it, it was mind-blowing how, how good it looked. Um, and Sonic the Hedgehog tale for me is when when it got to the water levels, I'd always try pretend to drown Sonic and it would make Mrs. Mags go absolutely spare because she <laughs> she hated the, the music. When you got that to the countdown of the five seconds, yeah, uh, she hated that music. She's got this phobia of drowning as it is. So to see Sonic the Hedgehog almost drown, yeah, she many a time she's given me a dead arm for for almost drowning him. So so the music gives her some form of anxiety, and she also has a fear of drowning. Yeah. So you sat there and purposely did that with her in the room. Yeah, there's a there's a section of it where you're you sadistic on... bastard. No, there's hear me out. There's a section <laughs> where you're on these uh, moving blocks, and and the blocks come out of the water. Okay. Um, so what I used to do is I used to duck Sonic down so he stayed in the water for as long as possible whilst the, the blocks rose up. So yes, or I'd I would not jump for the air bubbles on purpose. So it the, the countdown would get quicker and the the yeah, she she did not like it whatsoever. What an arsehole. <laughs> <sighs> Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. <laughs> He says, completing Duke Nukem, time to kill, before I was 10. Bloody hell. Again, and then he's, he's, put achievements. Pic- he's put a picture of it up, and it's got an <laughs> 18 rated right there. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. dear me. Whoever was looking after you then, Danny, failed you, my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he probably just stabbed him before playing it. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Uh, my son, Liam, at Liam Power Music on Twitter. Go and chuck him a follow. He says, my best moment, as sad as it is, is still being quite an, is still quite an accomplishment. Back in the second year of Fortnite, there was a semi-professional team holding tryouts, and I decided to give it a go. And by some luck, I got into their team, which was the next step of becoming a professional. Uh, from that point on, I competed in tournaments, and probably and out of probably two hundred thousand people, I got top one percent. My final wow. placement was one thousand two hundred and twenty-six, or around that area. Uh, that's a very specific number to then go or around that, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, it's, he meant exactly that number. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> only decided to stop playing as other things were more important: my relationship, college, and work big achievement yeah liam don't put honestly don't don't be writing into the show ever and saying my best achievement as sad as it is 
you know, if you're proud of it, that's all that matters, mate. Yeah, okay? exactly. So well done. on. I don't fully understand all of that. But what, when, one part I don't understand is when you say um, other things got in the way and that included work. Yeah, okay, lad. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> outed, outed by you, dad. Jesus. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Um, but no, honestly, don't be don't be saying, oh, that moment, you know, as sad as this no. achievement is and all that. Honestly, shite it from the rooftops, mate. If you've done well at yeah, something. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%, lad, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not a a, a a player of these big battle arena games, uh, and first person shooters are just n- not my thing whatsoever. But um, when you see how good some of these people are at these games mm. and how quick and their their aim, yeah, it is it's mambling, absolutely mambling. So yeah, definitely be proud of yourself. You got to the top. Uh, just over a thousand out of two hundred thousand people. That's yeah. amazing. Absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah, ridiculous numbers. Really good stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. I used to watch Liam play it sometimes, or, or Liv and Charlie Anya would play as well. They'd all play multi games and they have friends playing as well and all that. You know, like massive, like you said, like battle royal games, isn't it? Yeah. And quite quickly, I think it was discovered that if you jump rather than walk, it's harder to get hit when you're shot at. Okay. I mean, that so that's makes what, sense. That's what fucked my eyes up, man. I'd be trying to watch just them play, and all, the all of their characters just be like, ding, 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 all yeah. over the place. I was like, no, I can't do this. Just give me a headache. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> for me, it's it's the, the also the talking with people and being involved. I just I hate people in general. So the only real kind of like multiplayer online game that I I put a lot of time into was uh, Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, and I would always just mute the rest of the, the the lobby and just get on with my own thing. Even when we were doing like co-op missions, I would just ignore everyone and just crack on with my own See, stuff. Grand Theft Auto, uh, again, bit of a, you know, distraction, I suppose, from the, from the tweets. We'll get back to those in a moment. But Grand Theft Auto, my middle daughter, Liv, who is now 16, used to play that quite a way ago, quite a, quite a while back. And obviously Grand Theft Auto, you, you like, killing hookers and making drug deals and all that sort of stuff aren't you she wouldn't play it like that she just liked to make the cars look really nice and then just drive them around so she would like be like following the rules of the road exactly yeah staying on the road and waiting with traffic lights go green that's when she'll go and all that sort of stuff and i was like Liv, just go and smash something up and she's like oh no 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 no. i don't want to mark my car yeah and all this sort of stuff (laughs) brilliant brilliant Uh, Good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast at good bad wrestle on Twitter. Uh, they say not much of a gamer, but very proud. I unlocked the goat on the game. Find the invisible cow today. <laughs> Find the invisible cow.com. He says, You'll all definitely need to play this. I've got no idea what that is, and I'm not clicking the link because I don't trust Graham in the slatter. No, but I, I mean, I will click the link because I'm nosy, but I'll do it off, off stream. Um, yeah, that could but, that yeah. link could take you anywhere. That could be yeah, that could be as horrific as that time. It's that, not worth the risk with Graham. That, that could be as horrific as the time we had pictures of those weirdos sat in that woman's booby milk in the bath. Yeah, sitting my sit, babymanmilk.com. Oh dear. Oh that's something well, never mind. Connor knows soccer on on Twitter. At Connor knows footy, sorry, on Twitter. Uh, he says my first FIFA 23 save I did gave myself a challenge to win the treble in my first. I can't read that. What's I say in my first Darwin? Um, I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm assuming it no. just means session or. Yeah. League. Okay. Let us know in the chat there, Connor, what that means, buddy. Um, 
along with the Europa League and in my second season win the Champions League. Ended up crushing the League's Cup and FA Cup, won the Prem by goal difference and won the Europa League. Uh, oh, there we go. We put season. Ah, okay. I mean, uh, that's, that's, that's a bit of a difference to season. Darren, or whatever it says. Then but I think season. that's what we should call it from that one. Darren, yeah. So for yeah. the new Darren, we'd definitely be able to check out, check out the baller. That's it, mate. That's it. Uh, Collar continues. The very next season, I got rid of the players that never played. Uh, Vieira, Smith, Rowe, Party, and sadly Granite Jacker. Bought in Declan Rice, Frankie De Jong to fill out the midfield with Odegaard. Won the Premier League by a point and beat City 3-2 in the Champions League. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Props. Yeah. Props you. Well done. I used to play FIFA 96. I, I was an avid collector of the FIFAs up to, I think, around 2001. And then I just got absolutely bored of them. Right. Okay. <coughs> yeah, fair enough. No, I, I only played them to my mates did very quickly before we carry on. We have CWF royalty in the chat. Total Stevo joining us, saying for the second time he is here live. So if we can continue this for the next six hours, that'd be grand. I don't think we could promise a six-hour show, mate. I got work in the morning. No, but, you because know. <laughs> we've got a Barry Windham match, and I'm not talking about Barry fucking Windham for the five hours. So unfortunately, oh, Steve, we're going to let on. you down there. <laughs> oh. It's great to see you, though, Steve. Absolutely brilliant. Honestly, Steve listens to the. Thanks for rocking up. Yeah, listens to the podcast version every week. So it's awesome having you here for the live as well. Uh, Chris Bellis at Real Chris Bellis on Twitter. He says, probably raising two kids who are just as into gaming as me is my biggest gaming achievement. Yep. My daughter loves finding the original hang on ride on Cabinet out in the wild. She accelerates and I steer. Okay. Oh, tag team in it. That's, that's yeah. amazing. Although those uh, arcade cabinets were, were somewhere else. I remember the Afterburner one where you'd actually sit in like a, almost like a, a proper um, cockpit and it'd move about. Yeah. That they were awesome. Ah, oh, fair enough. Good stuff, man. Uh, Steve-O. We mentioned Steve-O, and here comes his comments. Everybody say what time is it? It's Steve-O. At Total Steve-O on Twitter. Two sprung to mind immediately. On Call of Duty, World at War, being at the furthest point on the map, I had my... Mm, what's that, Magsy? Mosin Nagant? Yeah, it's a snapper raffle. Okay. Uh, I look up from trench, bang, one shot kill. Was glorious. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I was always good on three for all. Went on a 30 game winning run. More impressively was my mate, who was a god on the game. He challenges me. I beat him and I felt so proud. That is excellent. <laughs> that sort of thing happens in it. Eh? That is great. Yeah, I, I never was able to beat my two boys at, at any COD game. I'm just the first person that cam wrangle just throws me just yeah. being able to see your gun and not like your your body it mm. just yeah i'm not gonna take whatsoever i'm gonna show me age now and how limited i am with regards to computers and, and you've games. never played so, a cod you know, I, I actually have not you're correct but anything that is kind of 3d and you can move in different directions that way throws me because i grew up playing mario and it's like 2d isn't it you're left to right yeah. up and down that was that was what I that's what I like in my in well, my platform. Even, even if you can see your character, 
Even if it's like oh, a yeah, it's weird, mate. Third person, really? Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd go see Liam playing these games, and he'd be like, "Do you want to go, Dad?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." And then first of all, he hand me the controller, and there's 87 buttons. No fucker's got that many fingers. Okay, it just doesn't work that way. And then it's a case of this cross makes your head look that way, but then you can press this stick, and your body can go that way. Mm-hmm. And then you can press this other stick, and you can do the fucking moonwalk whilst your head looks up. And all the, I'm like, "What the? I don't understand." You know. It was just too complicated oh. for me. Wait till you play Farming Simulator. <laughs> farming, so find the find the hidden cow, whatever it was. <laughs> no, not that. I mean, actual Farming Simulator. You you need a well. You you can play it with a console uh, controller or a, or a mouse and keyboard, but you can actually get a full track to set up with all the all the buttons that will control different parts of your tractor and your tools and things like that. Okay. Mm, no, sounds too complicated. <laughs> I, my console had left and right A and B. That would do me. No, no, no. You know, you need you need the triggers now, and or is the the bumpers as they call them on on Xbox. My mind was blown when they got Street Fighter Two at the Ledger Center, and there were six buttons. I was like, "Holy crap! Look at this!" I saying that I remember trying to play. Um, Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition on the on the Mega Drive with a three button pad and not oh, yeah. n- not knowing that you needed the six button pad to get all the moves. Yeah. If you press the, the you know the little skinny button, the start button. Yeah. If you press that, it would change between punch and kick. <laughs> but yeah, that was just overcomplicated, man. It was. Steve continues. Uh also on Nazi Zombies, at one point I was in top ten thousand players. For building the windows may not sound a lot, but barring in mind that millions played at the time, it was some achievement. Fucking oh yeah, of course. It te- inside the top ten thousand, yeah. millions have been playing. That's that is That's spectacular. Amazing. You got to think as well. Some of these people they they do this professionally. They don't have to go to work like Steve O does. They don't have yeah, to. Exactly. They, they probably they probably don't have fucking social lives. Let's be honest. And uh, you know they'll sit in there. They have a lot of money. Well, this is it. But they'll be in like the top. 10,000, 5,000, 2,000, whatever. So for somebody who also has to work and has other things going on, to get into those sort of numbers that Liam was talking about and Steve was talking about, that's incredible, you know? It is, it is super. Uh, Steve continues. Oh, yeah, Black Ops in 2021 released a map package. Once again, I dominated on it, went on some 20-game winning run, was gutted when they removed the package, as was genuinely flying up the ranks. Oh, okay. The bastards. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like they didn't like that Steve was being successful, the pricks. It's a conspiracy. Um, <laughs> mastering track and field and getting the technique yes. of pressing the square and circle buttons really fast. I was yeah. destroying records. Yeah. Is that the one we just got like when you got like the cycling or the running, you just gotta go re- bang, 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 bang to make your legs yeah. go fast, yeah? Yeah. Or what okay. the technique technique that worked for me was to get a clipper lighter and put it on the the, the uh, squaring circle and just rub it across each other uh and you could you could do the 100 meters in like four seconds i could you sound like such a wasted stoner when you say that and you're lighter going, <laughs> <laughs> it, oh. it worked it worked <laughs> Steve-O continues, staying on the COD theme, I used to be a master on Capture the Flag on World at War. 
I was the only one that actually captured the flag. I remember people commenting on the likes that they were glad I was on their team and would get invited to other games to help them win. Oh, that's always good as well, isn't it? Like your online peers, you know? Yeah. You you were a star to people you'll never meet over the internet. No, that's great, mate. That's great. No, it is. It is. It absolutely is. Um, again, COD and games like that are not my bag, but watching people play it and how good they can get is, yeah, it, mm. it blows my mind. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, we've got another one here from Matt Butler, at Trey Butler on Twitter. Here's an old school one, he says. Championship mm. Manager 2. Jesus, that's even older than the one I play, Magsy. Yeah, that is old. Championship Manager 2 from 1997. Managed Kettering Town to the Premier League title. Why? I hate Kettering Town. Why? Why they hate uh, Kettering? I've got a long list of teams that I hate because of things they did to Gloucester in the 90s. James Aircaster's from Kettering, one of the best comedians in Britain. Oh, well, there you go. That's changed my fucking mind instantly. Thanks for that. And it's it's the home of the, I think it's the Weetabix factory. Oh, I do like Weetabix, to be fair. But still, fuck Kettering time. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the way from Ramsey Street. All the way from Ramsey Street, the other side of the world. We have our good friend, Chris Mangle, at Mangle underscore Chris. He says, never been a gamer. So, okay, thanks for playing. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Um, no, he says, never but, been a gamer. But then, then carries on and <laughs> mentions a game that he's playing. Yeah. <laughs> but I am old enough to remember a game called Peter Shilton's Pro Soccer. Oh, why? I think I could picture the front cover and like different colored letters going across the tape like that. Mm-hmm. And then in black and white, when it scrolls down, when uh, the image draws yes. itself line by line. Uh, I would consider it an achievement if I could still install Carzilla's mod pack on Fire Pro Wrestling. Okay. Yeah, Fire Pro Wrestling. That If you are into making your own wrestling federations, that's one of the best games to play. Um, what a great community there is on there as well. Every wrestler you can think about has been made on, on uh, I think the latest one is Fire Pro World. Um but yeah, that, it's an outstanding game. You, oh. In your wheelhouse as well, it's, it's like a, it's a asymmetric uh, view, but it's the the characters are done in very much in a like an eight bit graphic style. So okay, interesting. I've never heard of it before. I have to check it out. Well, it was it's very Japanese based, um, okay. but but the latest uh, release has got a lot of English. And and Western wrestlers, so you'll you. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, I'll have a look for that. Okay, brilliant stuff. Uh, we have here the Photoshop Wizard himself, King Pigs Bladders at Pigs Bladders on Twitter. He says, "Now I might be showing my age, but my first computer, not console, was a ZX Spectrum Plus 48K. That is exactly what I had. That was my very first computer, the ZX Spectrum Plus 48K. Ah." Oh. Amstrad CPC 464 was the first computer I actually had. Great stuff, man. I think I keep saying that I'm fairly certain that because I had two spectrums because I had that one and then I got the one with the rubber keys, which was the one just before that. Mm -hmm. Was that Um, the 16K version? I I might be, but at least one of them I'm fairly certain is in my parents' attic still. I can't wait to get up there, man, one day just to have a look because there's must be. You'll get up there, there. close the attic behind you, and just 
spend all day playing your old video games. Well, I say get up there. I won't go up there myself. I'll probably send live because <laughs> I don't like ladders. I've, I've lived in this house, Magsy. I mean, Sharon, correct me in the chat. I can't remember. It must be, I think it's like 12 years now. I've never been in my attic. You, you just delegate moving things to the attic. I, yeah, I just get the ladder down off the top of the wardrobe here and give Liv a shake and say, Liv, that needs to go in the attic, darling. And she'll just take Get it the, the ladder off your wardrobe. The ladder's in your bedroom. Yeah, it sits on top of the wardrobe here. Yeah. Our house is tiny, Magsy. It can't go anywhere else. That in the garden <laughs> shed. The garden shed's got a pool table in there. There's no room. <laughs> <laughs> that, that pool table, he, he mentioned it maybe the second ever time that I spoke to him. And that was years ago. And it's still <laughs> now in that shed. And I yeah. bet it's never been used in that time. You are a hoarder. Sell that pool table. Get Mate, I don't know what condition it's going to be in. I'll tell you what, actually, because, I mean, Sharon's business and so on has had a, a little bit of a revamp and a rebranding and so on. Uh, so things are moving around and changing. She needs room in the shed. She's got new equipment. She's got new stock and, and all this sort of stuff. So I need to empty the shed. When I do that, I'll strip the pool table out of its coverings. I'll take some pictures and I'll put them on the chain wrestling account so we can have a look at what it actually looks like. You know? Let's not talk about the shed. Sharon in the chat. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about the shed because she'll start <laughs> off by other things as well. Love you, Shah. Um <laughs> the first game pig spider says here the first game i ever completed was bruce lee i easily dispatched the end of game bad guy expecting some awesome end of game sequence what i did get well it just put you back to the first level to start the game again mm -hmm. oh no what a crock of shit that. he says my record going through the game was 10 loops in a row without dying before i ever got bored and turned it off and never played it again oh why i hated games like that when you spent ages to to complete a game and then you get nothing or, yep. or or just one kind of screen saying congratulations and then straight back to the beginning it's like you fucking arsehole yeah exactly exactly there's i can't remember what game it was it might, it might be something like jetpack or something like that on, on the spectrum but when you completed it it would say congratulations you're nearly home to your home planet but first, you have to complete this challenge, and it'll be exactly the same thing, just sped up a touch. Yeah. They, and it's that, just, you're on a loop like that. They did the same, a similar kind of thing with uh, Ghosts and Goblins, you, which was a, at the time was a really tough game to complete. And then you complete it, and it'd say, oh, you, you, uh, you rest, and now you feel strong enough to take on the challenge again. And it was simply the same game, but a little bit harder. And that's all you got. Ridiculous. So, yeah, ridiculous so frustrating so yeah. frustrating magsy that's the lot from uh the cwf this week uh, you've covered quite a few yourself do you have any others that you want to check out there yeah i've got quite a few um so my my the most invested i've been in gaming was um when metal gear solid 4 came out for the ps3 and uh literally booked days off work to to play through it and i went through it all in one sitting and there are about 24 hours of video cutscenes in that game alone wow. um so playing all that in one sitting was was yeah it was it was hard work and i didn't pause it um, so anytime I needed to go for a piss, it was quick time before the video ends and back. 
Um, I thought you were going to say it was just like the Jim Ross bottle under the yeah, desk. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> I just pissed myself. We needed yeah. a new settee after that game. Um, then I've, I've mentioned the football manager ones recently. Um, it's I've, I've, I've one game franchise that I've absolutely adored since day one was uh, Ratchet and Clank, and it's one that you'll detest because it's a three D kind of platformer where okay. you, con- you don't it, you don't only control the character, you control the camera as well. Um, and I platinumed the uh, the latest game in one sitting. The, it's called Rift Apart for PS5, uh, and that was a, a hard slog. But yeah, I was able to get the the platinum in that so yeah i'm very very impressed with that then for the waf the waf uh on the sla is a um i wouldn't say avid gamer but she has a certain kinds of games that she absolutely does uh things like match three games kind of like candy crush things like that but uh, there was once a game called lumans on the on the psp and she held the record the world record um for the highest score on Luman's two, uh, for about four years until the the company that the, uh, the the company that collates the record was a company called Twin Galaxies, and um, they they were in, uh, involved in a lot of legal battles, and they ended up kind of like expunging the whole record system. So uh, unfortunately, her record got wiped. But yeah, she was the world record holder for for the highest score on Luman's for about yeah about four years. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, she she is so so good at it. Um, I've got I've got actually got a version of the game now for PS Five, and um, every now and again we'll have a a, a friendly competition about it. Um, and I actually got a high score better than hers, and yeah, she wouldn't not play it until she beat my high score again. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> well, she's as competitive as me. Yeah. But she doesn't tantrum when she loses like you. She just decides to get more, you know. Yeah, she she puts her yeah, she, she puts her effort. She takes it as fuel. I just take it as anger. Um, yeah. So uh, Dan's just put in the chat. Um, Metal Gear Solid Four was a hell of a game. How did you feel uh, getting back to Shadow Moses? Yeah, the the flashback scene when he's in the in the uh, the helicopter. Um, yeah, just it. It's all in the fields, absolutely all in the fields. Just because people, Metal Gear Solid was the uh, the breakout of the Metal Gear games, and and what a brilliant game that was. Uh, and he also asks as well, are you going to get Metal Gear Solid Delta? Now, I'm I'm in two minds. One, it's a remake of um, Metal Gear Solid Three, so I have to get it, but it's got it hasn't got. Hideo Kojima involved. Now he's the the brains behind Metal Gear, and him and the 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 development company Konami had a massive uh, fallout. So he's not involved in any of the Metal Gears anymore. So it f- feels a little bit different him not being involved. But it's Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, yeah, I've got to get it. So yeah, we'll be getting it done. <laughs> to answer your question, <laughs> I will definitely be getting it. Uh, obviously, for my any achievements I've got are much more dated than any of the games. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> um, I completed Mario Brothers, the original one. 
and and I just felt like it was the biggest achievement of my whole life at the time. I don't know how old I was, but I felt like it was like the most incredible thing I've ever done. And I wanted to shout it from the rooftops and just call my dad in. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> so, you know, there was that. Um, <laughs> uh, final fight on the arcade, the actual arcade machine yeah. at the centre. Me and my mate Dave put so much money into that. Well, it was only like 20p a go back then, but we put so much money into these arcade machines. He used to swim for Gloucester, and that's where they trained. So I played it a great deal. I used to just go along to basically... Pl- I didn't swim or anything. Like that. I'd literally just get a lift at the centre, and whilst he was swimming, I'd be playing the games. And then on a two-player version of it, me and him, one, I think, Saturday afternoon, actually finished the arcade game. Oh, wow. And again, we put a lot of money in, but we didn't realise that when we got to the end, that we'd actually gathered a little bit of a crowd of other kids our age. We were about 13, 14, someone had behind us. So when we won they all cheered and again i felt like i was king of the world i felt like i was on top of a mountain you know it was fantastic sadly you know it was geeky lads everywhere and and no young ladies cheering me on <laughs> so, yeah i was king i was king of the nerds for five minutes but um <laughs> again football what well, championship manager i play few achievements on all that sort of stuff as well you know uh, one of the older versions, I, I did the whole you know, small club right through the rankings and all that sort of stuff. Leighton Orient was the one that I used to go to. 20p was a lot of money all them years ago, Sharon says. This is very true. If you had a pound and that was five credits, my goodness, you were like you're like royalty in that that there centre, I'll tell you that now. But um yeah, just old games like that, really, because I've never been massively into gaming now. I can appreciate how fantastic it is and how much talent and, and ability it takes, but yeah, it's not really my cup of tea, you know. So no, well, I'm I'm the total opposite. the The new generation of games blows me away just how mm. hyper realistic the 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 games are. So you're missing out, sir. You are missing Maybe out. Maybe I'll give it a dabble sometime. Maybe I'll give it a dabble. Before we talk a bit of wrestling magazine, we better dive into the chat, haven't we, and uh, see what people have been saying. We better. I need to scroll all the way back. Um, We'll go here. Um, Sharon says, also, uh, well, she actually put, um, I was about to do a shameless plug, but you beat me to it. Uh, and then she put, also, if anyone is interested, me, the husband, and Liv will be in Sheffield this weekend. I'm doing the sugar and spice. And it's so, all, yeah, if you are if you are in the Sheffield area, definitely go and, uh, go and check out and uh, get yourself a, uh, an autographed Sharon career book. It'll be worth a fortune in the near go. future. There you go. Liam says he played Super Mario on the Super Nintendo and my God, all of the shortcuts you take could take hours of work lost is painful. Yeah, I think the record for uh, Mario's is, is like seven minutes to complete okay. the whole game. Yeah. There's That's so insane. many so many warp zones now. Um, um, Liam says that Elder Scrolls 100% must have taken ages fair play. Yeah, they're massive games. Uh, I've only really played Skyrim and I hated that because it was first person, so I got to the first dragon and never played it again. I've actually got that in VR as well because I've got a PR PlayStation VR, and it's it's just horrible to play. Just It's first person. I don't like it whatsoever. Um, back then, Liam says you could just take your control, and now you have to take your whole console. Yeah, but you don't. Now it's all online. Yeah, just, just play it in your house, yeah. Yeah, you, just, you don't even have to get dressed nowadays. Just. <laughs> don't have to tell him <laughs> <laughs> and he said he, i said at the time lol uh he says you should play with play with me sometimes that will really mess up your eyes 
um, assuming he's talking about you watching him bouncing around, um, yeah, avoiding I'm, I'm bullets. Good. I'm good. <laughs> um, King King Pigs Banner says GTA Five Online is his go-to. Yeah, it was man for so long, and then um, I just stopped playing it. I, I actually bought it for PlayStation Five. I haven't played it yet on PlayStation Five, um, but yeah, just one day just stopped playing it. I think I got to rank a thousand something like that and had stupid amounts of money in the in the in the bank and then just stop playing it should log in but log back into it see how the games change um sharon said um was it live she said uh she did have some banging yes. cars on on gta they're all color um, coordinated as well she she made them all look like you know same paint displays and all that so that's awesome. Um, Liam says FIFA 15 was a thousand, a hundred percent the best FIFA. I don't think I've ever played it. I mean, you get some uh, FIFAs on PlayStation Plus sometimes, but yeah, they just I'm not my not my cup of tea anymore. Nah, not, not not my the last FIFA I I played, the pitch was <clears> diagonal, <throat> and when you committed a foul, if you ran away from the referee, you got sent off. So I just make the referee chase me all over the place. I remember what the one I think it was FIFA where the ambulance would come onto the pitch and yeah. and run all your players over. <laughs> oh, Magsy with the Monday coughs again. Yeah, you started me off. Um, King Banner says on Cardi would spend more time looking at the floor or the sky. I did play World at War a little bit, but yeah, I just can't get hold of it. Can't get hold of that that viewpoint. So. He's spot on because that's what I mean with like. You're using one stick to control yourself and walk about, another stick to look in a certain direction. So, whenever I had a go, my character was constantly pointing his gun up and then down, and then up and then down, and then you know spinning around on the spot. And I realised I was against a wall, and then some bastard shot me. So, yeah, exactly. And Liam says that there's 17 buttons on the controller, and then corrects himself with 15. Well, which backs up my point. No one's got that many fingers. Uh, well, I mean, you can use 10 at once. Mm. Yeah. Sharon says her best gaming achievement is beating her brother on We Sing. <laughs> Brilliant. I think Sharon would be good at, at games like Guitar Hero. Oh, okay. Liam's good at Guitar Hero. Or at least he used yeah. to be. I don't know if he still plays it. Yeah, he used to be very good at Guitar Hero. Uh, Liam says whilst he was training to be a professional, it's about 12 hour day minimum just to have a chance. It's uh, insane the amount of time you have to put into training. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like you said. It's it's professional. It's meant. It's going to be a, a job. So yeah. you you've got to 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 put the the hours in. So definitely. And then Sharon, get a job, boy. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, exactly. Uh, get a job. You're saying to, to Liam. <laughs> um, Dan Griffin says, "Sal will have to get around uh, to Fire Pro quickly as quick as I get to movies." Yeah, he'll never play uh, <laughs> Fire Pro. He just he, he waffles. He, he says it. He'll never play a, a, a modern game. He's had twenty years to play these games, and he still <laughs> hasn't dabbled yet. Um, King Pig Banner says the sixteen K had the rubber keys. Yes, there you is go. that the one you had? Yeah. Scottish Danny says, "Is it like Aladdin's cave in that shed?" And Sherry says, no, more like a jumble sale. <laughs> there you go, have a jumble sale. Get rid of yeah. all your junk. Scottish Danny says, Little Britain on the PS2 was very much like that. Gave up after seeing how repetitive it was. I remember seeing that game. Fucking hell. That was well, in the TV the, show. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a game as much as a lot of mini games fashioned together 
with Little Britain characters. So okay. you had you had like the Vicky Pollard one. I think she you had to roller skate with her. Yeah, it was horrific, horrific game. Right, just cashing in on the name was it sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sarah thinks playing Wii Golf is modern. Oh, I liked that when we had that. That was good. Now Wii Golf or bowling, which was the game? I prefer the golf game. Over bowling, yeah. over Wii bowling. Yeah. We had Tiger Woods golf for the Wii as well. I think I borrowed it off someone I worked with or something like that, maybe. And I I enjoyed that. I was okay at it. And then Sharon just absolutely destroyed me every time we'd have an evening playing it. So, yeah. So you never I, played it again? I just don't never played it again. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, man. I did. Uh, King's Pig Banner says uh, FIFA 96 was awesome. And uh, Dan says that was FIFA 94. Hey, yep. Knowing Dan... Uh, knowing our side, probably actually FIFA International Soccer, the very first one that he ever <laughs> played. Um, Dan Griffey says FIFA 2003 had the best free kick mechanics. Don't cut, don't know, probably didn't play it. Um, forget all the buttons. Sai would rather play with his joystick. Wow, I, I could think of a better use for the internet than sitting there playing games, I'll tell you that. But there we go. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Sharon says she can't play the guitar for shit. Yeah, but it's not like a, a playing a proper guitar. It's literally just buttons and a and a strum thing. I don't know what that bit's called. Um, no. And Liam says he still plays Guitar Hero from Town Town. After eight long years, he finally managed to uh, beat through the Fire in the Flames on expert mode. So, the Fire in the Flames... Mm-hmm. Now, that is a rock-hard song on, on uh, Guitar Hero, and I have never, ever been able to do it. And then uh, one of my lads brought his girlfriend home uh, one day, and we were playing Guitar Hero, and she said, oh, can I have a go? And she was a fucking expert at it, like, literally. she Her fingers were not attached to her body. How fast... <laughs> And she went on the fire and flames and just smashed it first time. And I, honestly, I was in in awe. He ended up marrying that girl. So, the, and it was probably because of her fire in the flames skills. Wow. <laughs> yeah. With do you know no Dragon Force the band who did that? I don't. I know of them. I don't yeah, know. Okay. Just so a bit of context, that that song is decent. You know, it's a bit much. It's about. Seven and a half minutes long, whatever it is, the album version, you know, so it gets a bit repetitive. It's a bit too much noise and speed. You no, know, slow down a touch, lads. Do you know what I mean? When you listen to the album on the back of that one particular track, the whole fucking album's like that. And you just mashes, really? you just absolutely messes with your mind. It's too much, man. It's absolutely yeah. too much. I mean, te- it's technically skilled. It's absolutely mm. to, to be able to, to play it. But yeah, it's just, I, I, I lose concentration. And once mm. you, Especially on guitar, once you lose your, your timing and your rhythm, you're done. You're you're yeah. you're, you're you're well. It's hard to pick it back up. Uh, so Dan says, yes. watching Doctor Who. That's exactly what I meant. What else could it have been? <laughs> um, so Sharon says, Max Amador from Stevie <laughs> Romance. You can't say scrum. <laughs> Jesus, Sharon always look big timing is in the quiz. Lowering the tone in the non-wrestling topic. Mm. Sharon, you're just ruining this network now. I think you should go solo <laughs> with away, away from the Don't say that. Then, a big chunk of downloads she's got. We need them. 
Taylor says Liam tried to teach uh, her to play guitar at all during the first lock lockdown, but that went to crap. I mean, you can play it in very easy mode where you literally just have to use the strum bar. You don't have to press any of the color buttons. I think I got up to using uh, four of the color buttons. I could get my finger to stretch for the orange at the end. Uh, but yeah, people who can play that on, on extreme level. They, it's insane. Yeah. It may as well just play a proper guitar. Yeah, just get a guitar. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But there we go. <laughs> Thank you so, so much to everybody in the chat for getting involved with our non-wrestling topic and uh, messaging the show and talking to us there and also thank you to everybody on twitter and everywhere else for getting involved with our non-wrestling topic and everything else we do online which includes of course our poll where we decide what wrestling match we watch next week and this week i won hmm. uh, let's get Magsy, magsy, magsy. Shall we talk some real, real wrestling? We, I mean, we're going to talk about wrestling, but yeah. None of this flippy bullshit. None of this 17 people stood outside the ring going like that, waiting to catch somebody. No. People trying to well, convince you that it's a real competition. Okay. So headlock, European uppercut headlock yeah and if that was in japan people would be jerking off over that no the the even dave Meltzer would have given this a dud rating <laughs> okay little bit of context for everybody i put forward a barry Windham match and i put it forward because it was easy to link to from the previous show now as everybody knows or if you don't know where you've been i'm a little bit of a barry Windham fan a little bit of a barry Windham mark i'd never seen this before so after I started doing well in the poll, I turned to my wife and said, mm, shit, if this wins and it's crap, I've completely shit the bed on this because I mm -hmm. should have put forward a Barry Winder match that was actually very good because I put forward the unknown here. And then Sharon said, look, sir, get out of bed. I'm going to have to change those sheets because you have <laughs> shit the bed because it was wank. It wasn't that bad. Mm. It wasn't that uh, bad. It wasn't. It, it was shit. It was terrible. Well, let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> the match in question, and it comes from Championship Wrestling from Florida, November the 14th, 1987. And we have Barry Windham, the, the wonderful, the majestic Barry Windham, defending his Western States heritage title against an 86-year-old Dory Funk Jr.? Well, I'd, was he 80? I don't think he was 86 at the time, but he was certainly no, he rocking on age. Yeah, I mean, he was in his late 40s at this point, at least, mm -hmm. wasn't he, I think? Yes. Um, are you familiar with Championship Wrestling from Florida, Max? Have you seen much of this? Or No, I've, I've, <laughs> watched, I've watched one of their matches twice. Okay. Is it this match? It's fucking <laughs> this match. Yes, it's this this match. Oh, dear me. Okay, so the match begins. And again, this is only, only on YouTube. It's not on the network, as far as I could tell. So yeah. it's, it's on YouTube. The link is there with our uh, chain wrestling account, at chain underscore wrestling on Twitter. You can find the link there. If you want to go and have a look at this contest, we have, I mean, Barry Windham, he's been, he's been wrestling for a while at this stage, but he's still not, headed down to Crockett full-time. He's no. not 
part of the horsemen as yet, but he's been around Crockett. He's been around the NWA. He's, you know, he's, he's touring the territories. I suppose he's learning his trade, even though he has been around enough years to be given a championship title here. Mm-hmm. It's not a title, even though it says heritage in the name, it's not a title that has much heritage and prestige to it. Max, is it? Let's be fair. Yeah. And, and it was made of tinfoil. It was, it was very sturdy. It was literally the the kind of belt that you make if you've got your own kiddie wrestling federation, and you get cardboard cut out and then glue some tinfoil to it. See, at the beginning of the show, I said it's going to be interesting to see if you're going to look at this objectively and not be a knob. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm starting to develop. I'm starting to pick up on a theme here as to what you're what you're thinking and how you're going to approach this. I'm, I am nothing if I am not petty. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, the match begins with a tie-up and then some forearm uppercuts. And then we have an arm drag. And then we have you know a few more forearm uppercuts. Now, these looked snug. These looked, these looked legit. They looked like they were actually walloping the guys. So, so for my notes... This is probably as good as it gets. So I've uh, I've mentioned the the, the European uppercuts. Um, it's very basic, yeah, old school style wrestling. Lots yeah. of uppercuts, lots of arm drags. Um, there's a hell of a lot of headlocks. Just so many headlocks. Um, but there is w- one part in this very early sequence where um, there's a hammerlock reverse bar- um, Barry and then there's a drop toe hold by uh, Dory Funk, which then Barry's able to reverse. And I thought that was actually some really good mat mm-hmm. wrestling and really good chair wrestling. I was actually pleasantly surprised. And I thought this first couple of minutes may... Um, it. it I may be wrong. I may have been going into this match thinking that it's going to be terrible and it's going to actually very impress me. And then they do a couple of body slams and it, they leave the ring and then they just start again doing the same, exact same thing. And it's just going back to the headlocks and yeah. Pop. And then the commentator gets so excited when Barry Windham does a couple of leap drugs and a drop kick, like it's the most amazing move in the world. Oh my God, a flying drop kick. It was a fucking drop kick. Not even a good drop kick. It was a decent drop kick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fuck you. Hang on. It was a good drop kick. The guy's six foot five, for fuck's sake. He's 270 pounds. Think for a drop mm-hmm. kick like that. It was a decent drop kick. Fuck's sake. The commenta- commentator here is obviously doing his best to really sell the product he is commentating mm-hmm. on, isn't he? Because he, yeah. at one point, I don't know what he was referring to, but at one point he says that they've got a match coming up that they're going to show us. I've not gone on to see what this is. And he describes it as the best wrestling match of all time. He, yeah. they're, they're showing us on the show. And then he starts talking about this wrestling match like it's one of the greatest matches he has ever seen as well. He gets quite excited, Magsy, doesn't he? He does. He's um, he's a solo commentator, um, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't have the the wrestling acumen of of a, a Joey Styles to pull off being a, a solo commentator. He gets very excited. His voice breaks multiple times in this match. This he f- it feels like he's never seen wrestling before, and this has just blown his mind. 
Like, this is the greatest thing <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> uh, you mentioned there about the, the headlocks and so on. I do want to point something out about, yes, okay, it was used too much. And uh, I think you've got to remember as well, this is 87. This is not 97. It's completely, <laughs> it's a different style of wrestling, of course. You've got to place yourself in that time. And, t- you know, everything was slower. And even Wyndham, who... <sighs> He was a quicker wrestler. He was very smooth at what he did. He was very, and he would go on into the early nineties and be absolutely superb all over the place. But he's working with a aging Dory Funk here as well, so that contributes, I think, to what happens in the ring, isn't it? Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. Um, but there is um, rest holds because you're trying to guard somebody through a match and then there is overkill in the rest hold. So mm-hmm. uh, this match on, on YouTube has quite a few breaks where obviously they throw to uh, commercials. Three ad now, breaks, I think, isn't it? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Well, yeah. the first one, uh, they, they throw to a break when um, Barry Windham's got a headlock on the on the ground. And then when they come back from the break, they're, they're quickly into a Dory Funk headlock. Uh, and rest hold, and it's just, oh, it's mm. it's just the it's so basic, and that's yeah. just the word that kept coming back to me all the time. That this wrestling was very, very. It's almost like trainee wrestling, like the they've had one day of wrestling school, and they've learnt the very basics of it. That's that's incredibly harsh. That's really, <laughs> that, <laughs> I agree that it's very basic and, and very you know simplistic you know stuff you're seeing. But at, I at also some points, I thought I was watching a Royal Rumble. That it was just punch, that? punch, kick, forearm, um, headlock. Okay. I, I, even though it was very simplistic, I think what they do, they do very well. The four, as I said, the forearms, they look fantastic. They look. They, I mean, you look at some yeah. wrestlers now. You know, especially, I suppose, with the invent of uh, HD television and the way people throw right hands and forearms and that in the modern game, you, you can see the distance between the hand and the and the face. You can see I, that. I, you can I see how, that. You know, this, this looked. What they did, they did very well. We're talking about the very repetitive headlock spots. When you look at the way Wyndham would use the headlock, he wouldn't just have his arm around uh, Dory Funk's head and that and like link his fingers. He was voicing his own arm to make it as tight as he possibly could yeah. and that i thought was a really good take on quite a simple hold and yeah. also credit to dory funk even though the guy could barely move at this point by the looks of it he applies a uh, a front face lock so almost like he's going for a ddt which obviously he's not but that as well looked legit and then when they got down to the mat with some of these these rest holds to, to coin a phrase they would be well, Dory Funk's the perfect example. I suppose it comes from the older school again, not 87, but even older, sort of the 70s. He would be trying to not just sit there in the hold, but maneuver Wyndham's shoulders to the mat to get a pinfall whilst in yeah. the hold. So all of yeah. that makes sense because it's you're trying to win a sporting contest to me. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Um, there, there was a couple of points where... Um, Barry Windham was almost counted out, uh, count, uh, pinned because of the, the the headlock. So I do appreciate those little subtleties, um, but it was just 
for me, the pace of the match, there were mm. there was a, a couple of points where you think that the pace is kicking up and this is where we're going to get going. Yes. Kind of like a, um, a typical match nowadays where you start slow uh, and then the pace ramps up. Um, I think there's a point where uh, Barry Windham hits a sunset flip and you think, yep, here we go. We're going to we're gonna start again moving then. And then we, we're going to an abdominal stretch, which mm-hmm. is locked in for ages. And then it's fair play to Dory Funk being the heel in this match. He's using the rope uh, for, for leveraging. And as soon as the pace picks up, it's... It's it's slowed back down again with yeah. either the European uppercuts or the headlocks. I mean, I I have never watched a match that, this many times where the headlock has been used so many times. It's just it's unreal how many times they use the headlock. Yeah, I, with regards to the abdominal stretch, I thought that again that looked painful. I don't know if that was just mm-hmm. down to Wyndham's selling, which I thought was was great when he was in these holds, yeah. Yeah. or if it was the, the way Dory Funk applied it, or even a combination of both. I'm not sure. But again, it still looked very good to me. But I think this is the issue. It's a case of I wanted to showcase Barry Wyndham and, and why I think this guy is so incredibly talented and someone's overlooked. And I think I've kind of done him dirty a little bit here with this particular match because, what again, what they do... They do really well. They yeah, just don't it, do it's, massive. It's, it's crisp. Um, it's they are they're working well together. Um, mm. But it's is I keep going back to the same word. It's just it's very basic wrestling. Um, there were a couple of spots that that kind of like peak my interest. I think there's one where um, Dory Funk goes for almost a Kimura, which. In in the in the time of this match was was unheard of as a move, and that was like, oh, that's interesting. And I did, I I, uh, I must say, I do like the way that Dory used the ropes as leverage and, and kind of like um, kept fooling the referee. That's classic um, heel tactics. Uh, and then there was a spot where um, um, they go, um, Dory goes for another abdominal stretch, and then Barry's able to reverse that into his own abdominal stretch. That was pretty cool. Um, then Barry, um, he, I think this is coming up to, towards the end. He goes for a, a figure four. But I, um, I was more interested in that because of the way he tried to apply the figure four rather than the classic yes. Flair style where Flair would grab a leg and then spin around it and, and tie up the legs that way. Barry almost stepped into it like a yeah. kind of like a sharpshooter. And he, then put the, kind of, he put the legs into the shape of the four. And then yeah. step through the hole. Also, yeah. I've been kicking Dory Funk in the bollocks as he did that. <laughs> yeah. Stop fucking headlocking me, you prick. <laughs> but, <wallet. laughs> but, but yeah, the, the, the wrestling, it, it, it was these, these like odd spots that c- kind of got, kept me interested. But then we had like 18 minutes of mm. basic, basic wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, I, I'd not seen this before until I watched it for the show. There were moments where I started to get excited and started to think, okay, here we go. Then we're getting, we're, we're firing up now. We're getting, and then like you said, Dory Funk will grab the, you know, the, the reverse headlock or whatever. But at the same time, quite early on, I started to think to myself, yeah, the way this is going, this is going to be a time limit draw, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It was quite obvious early on that this was happening. Now I also want to make sure that people are aware this is a different time. The crowd were massively into this. The yeah. crowd were noisy. 
and really invested. And I, I also, you know, you got to think of the guys working at the time. If they've already got that reaction from the crowd, they're yeah, they're probably already, yeah, they're probably thinking they're invested already. Listen to them; they're going wild. Yeah. You know, you only got so many bumps on your on your bump card. Apparently, is the term people use, isn't it? We got to work again tomorrow night, the following night, and so on. You know, twice on a Sunday, as the saying goes. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see how that works. You know why why it ended up being the way it did. It's it's the old Hulk Hogan adage of you've already got the money, uh, yeah. and if you think you're working too slow, slow down a little bit yes. more. Um, and and it's kind of rem- reminds me of, of the King Jerry Lawler as well, where he could get three minutes of wrestling and stretch that out to a fifteen minute match. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's that's a skill in itself, I suppose. Um, but it was it was just boring basic wrestling. It was it was it's, it's a difficult one for me again. Like I said, because I can't pick a hole in anything they did. It was everything they did was good, but what yeah. they did was also incredibly I, straightforward and simple think, and unspectacular. I think I've I spotted maybe one botch, and that was not really to do with with them. Um, uh, Barry Windham hits a flying clothesline uh, and then gets a a two count, but the referee pretty much could have got the three count. Uh, Dory mm. was was late kicking out, um, and then we get into the the last minute and we get the the suplex um, reversals. And that's another um, another two count for Barry Windham, and then when we get to the last fifteen seconds, you know that the the gig is up because they're still in the ring punching the living shit out of each other. Uh, yeah. And then the time limit goes. Barry retains his title by draw, and then. Uh, is attacked by Funk and then af- drop kicks his way to running away like a little baby back bitch. See, I'm thinking maybe that, that's something else maybe to add to that. This is a time limit draw on television and Dory Funk attacks him after the bell when, when there's already been a draw. Mm-hmm. Is this just a stepping stone to going on to do more? Is this just part of a story as opposed to, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like the showcase at the end, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think mm. so. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I suppose then, Magsy, we want to give it a rating out of 10. What are you thinking, my friend? I mean, for all the shit I've just given it, it, it kept me at least a little bit invested and entertained. There's some spots in there that I enjoyed. The The Kimura was uh, was a, a surprise. Um the the reversal abdominal stretch I enjoyed, um, the headlocks, mm, the the uppercuts, mm, but it was all right. It wasn't a a terrible match. It was just basic. So I think straight down the line, it's a five. Okay, okay. I got a smidge higher. I got six. Well, uh, a smidge higher. I've picked a 10 because it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was not amazing. And I feel I've done Barry dirty. I wish I had picked uh, Dan Griffin in the chat. Mags gives zero. So I gives 10. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I picked this because it linked well to where we were previously. I wish we'd gone for something better from Barry because there is so much better out there, isn't there? I mean, allegedly. Don't be Uh, just fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okie doke then. 
Maxi, where would you like to go next week? Okay. Starcade so, 1985. Barry Windham. No, <laughs> so, CWF, you like Barry Windham, do you? Well, I'm going to give you all the fucking Barry Windham you can handle. I'm going for three Barry Windham matches. You're lying. You sit on a throne of lies. I am not lying. I am going to pick three Barry Windham matches, and it's the the time that Barry Windham, that I had the most investment that I've ever had in Barry Windham. Oh, no. So I'm going for the, the, the 19th of August, 1996 episode of Monday Night Raw, where the, the stalker Barry Windham faces T.L. Hopper. Oh, then God. the 23rd of November, 1996, where the stalker faces Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And then the 21st of October, 1996, when the stalker faces Goldust. They are the stalkers three and only um, Monday Night Raw matches. Um, don't worry, they're all under 10 minutes. Shock. Um, so yeah, that's the matches I want to go by. You like Barry Windham? I'm gonna make, I'm gonna fucking overdose you on Barry Windham. Three Such raw great. stalker matches. This is t- Barry Windham. Genuinely, is one of those talented guys to ever do it, <laughs> and we are doing him dirty so bad. I'm mean, take the fucking thing scrolling across the bottom. <laughs> Come on. No, and before we go, you're reading that out. All the Barry's. I'm not reading like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, oh, so, so the Triple H one, Magazine, what was the date of that one again, sorry? So it's his first TL Hopper <laughs> on the nan. It was um, recorded on the 19th of August. So it's usually like a couple of days before. Um, okay. Then it's the 23rd of September, 1986 for, for the Triple H one. Oh, and then the 21st of, the, of October for the Goldust one. Okay, I'd, I'd wrote November rather than September. That's why I had the problem. Okay, no worries. Ah, oh, I hate you so much right now. I really do. And we're, one one day we are going to cover out some very, very good Barry Window, and everyone's going to go, fucking hell, yeah, that guy was amazing. And I'm going to go, yes, yes, he fucking was. How do you not know that these are going to be amazing? Because you're a prick. And you guarantee <laughs> that... <laughs> uh, I'm going to break the rules a little bit as well, Magsy. In the fact that you've gone with three matches, I'm going to go with two. Okay. And I feel a little bit. So if there's a draw, we've got five matches. We've covered five matches. Just, just yeah. remember that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. These matches are both very short as well, so don't panic on that front. And I'm going to go back, but don't start going. Oh God, no! Like you normally do. But I'm going to go back to the mid eighties with one person in mind. Now, we lost the Iron Sheik in the last week or so, didn't we? He passed away and obviously was quite the character on Twitter, quite the character in the wrestling world as well, and was involved in some pretty spectacular memories and storylines and so on, especially like the beginning of Hulkamania and all that sort of stuff. Hogan's first title win, not the beginning of Hulkamania, obviously, but Hogan's first title win going into the first WrestleMania time and all that sort of stuff. So I wanted to basically just link to a bit of the Iron Sheik's work, thinking, 
we could also then have a laugh at some of the tweets that he's put out in the past. People can send in their fa- their favorite uh, Iron Sheik tweets and all this sort of stuff and memories from you know the, the sillier gimmicks he did later in his career as well and all that sort of stuff. Because let's be honest, I don't think there's a single person listening to this podcast or in the chat now who hasn't at least smiled or chuckled when reading something from that guy's Twitter. Yeah, and he's given decades of entertainment. Yeah, so I thought it'd be quite nice to do something like that. Then I thought I got a link to it. So I've, the link is relatively straightforward. And again, I'm looking at the length of these matches. I'm putting the two forward because just talking about one isn't, they're not very long at all. So the link is Barry Windham for the first match. And we can link to the Iron Sheik via Barry Windham because the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov wrestled the, Amer- the US Express at WrestleMania 1. And that the the US Express was Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda, who, by the way, were using Real American as their entrance scene. Hulk Hogan nastily, horribly stole it from Barry Windham. Uh, And that's where the Iron Sheik wins the WWF tag team titles at WrestleMania 1. Again, very short match, but interesting time. You've got Windham, Mike Rotunda, who would go on to be IRS, obviously. You've got Nikolai Volkov, the Iron Sheik, and, and so on. Madison Square Garden and all that stuff. But then I also thought, well, if we're looking at a Sheik match, and that one is quite short, why don't we then look at him dropping the belt to Hogan as well and how it all kicked off and how it started and how he was the big, nasty heel that helped create that moment, shall we say. So those are the two choices I would like to put forward. Hulk Hogan winning his first WWF world title from the Iron Sheik and also WrestleMania 1, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov versus the US Express, I believe they were called Mike, uh, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham for the WWF Tag Team Titles, Max. I mean, if you love Barry Windham, you're going to get more of him next week, whichever way you brought. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's going to be a fun show, no matter what, isn't it? Let's dive through the chat quickly before we disappear. Dan Griffin in the chat, 50 50, let's go. No, My no, goodness, no, what would that be? Sir? Five matches. To be fair, though, if we did that, you say all three of your matches are less than 10 minutes. Both of my matches are less than 10 minutes. It won't even take us an hour to cover. So, fun fact, I actually wanted, because my favourite Barry Windham moment is when Stone Cold Steve Austin calls him out and says, we all know it's just fucking Barry Windham with a moustache. Um, and that actually lead, led to a couple of matches between um, Windham and Stone Cold. Okay. But... The he fought uh, the only televised match was between uh, between the two was on superstars, and um, that was uh, the nineteenth of November, nineteen ninety six. And the the WWE Network uploads actually end in September of nineteen ninety six, so we couldn't actually watch that match. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the match I wanted to cover. But I thought I'd overload you with Barry on man. Uh, anyway, let's go into the the chat. Um, um, Dan Griffin says he'll be helping out in Sheffield because the dirty joke potential is so high. Mm. And Sharon says, yes, Dan, I can't freaky, freaky wait. Rocking up late as usual, Graham, um, and his, uh, find the invisible <laughs> cow.com, which we still dare not click on whilst the show is, is live. Yeah, um, a bit scared of that one. Yeah, Steve-O says he, he bets that this match was still better than most uh, 2011 <laughs> WWE matches. It's on a par. It's on a par, Steve-O, I'll say that. Um, 
Mags gives it a zero. Sar gives it a, a ten. No, I was actually, I was playing yeah. Sar like a fiddle. Uh, it wasn't the worst match, but it certainly wasn't the best. It wasn't the best. It was not the best. Definitely not. King Pig's Bladders wants the triple Barry, uh, the Stalker. Um, so yeah, we'll have that. I, I would be happy for that. Um, Dan says he wants to uh, vote for that just to ruin Sar's Monday. That's. I mean, the guy <laughs> has come on. And and opened his heart and said last week he had a wobble. Do you think he's going to rock up to next week's show knowing that we're going to abuse his favourite ever wrestler because he's come dressed in camouflage with a moustache and and wrestles a, a plumber who has a cloth in his arse crack? That's gonna that's <laughs> gonna break, sir. So you might Where you want just to explain that is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> you, might, you might just want to think about your boats and sir's mental health. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, Tostivo says a six-hour show next week. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I fucking know. Not six hours of fucking Barry Windham. Bollocks to that. And Dan Griffin, 50-50, let's go. I might have another breakdown. I might schedule another breakdown for next Monday. Let him watch three stalker matches and then message him and say, yeah, I'm dipping this week. That might thing be is, the thing I do. Either way, <laughs> either, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but either way, I can link to Barry Windham again next week after this, so I can pick some good Barry Windham. Ah, Ric Flair, Battle of the Belts. Hmm. There we go. We'll see. There we go. Anyway, we'll see. That's the that's the ah. chat all caught up with. Fantastic and, stuff. Yeah, you guys have been amazing again, as always. You just just so good uh, to have your support, especially uh, as I said, we had a, a bit of a wobble last week, and um, it's good that we know we've got this massive support network behind us and yeah, we, we massively, massively appreciate you all. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Thank you so much to everyone in the chat. Thank you to everyone on Twitter. Thank you to everyone who messaged the show, gets involved in the wrestling topic, votes in the poll, all that great stuff. As always, you are amazing. We love every single fucking last one of you. Magsy, mm-hmm. where can people find you and your good chickens online? So you can find me on TikTok at Podfarmer Mags, uh, but you can also check out Barry Allen, Barry Brett, Barry Bronze, Barry Buchanan, Barry Cannon, Barry Cooper, Barry Darso, Barry Delaney, Barry Douglas, Barry Gaspar, Barry Good, Barry Hardy, Barry Hart, Barry Horowitz, the King of the Barrys, um, Barry Houston, <laughs> Barry Lawrence, Barry Malone, Barry Miller, Barry Orr, Barry Orton. Barry Petrowski, Barry Rat, Barry Sagittarius, and that wasn't a misspelling, that's exactly how he spells it. Barry Schmidt, Barry Stevens, Barry Wolf, Barry Moore Barlow, BPA Barry, Bruiser Barry, Dan Barry, Michael Barry, and Soldier Barry. But definitely don't go and check out Barry Windham. Anything I am involved in, as always, you can find on the network that carries this show. So that's at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter and all your podcast players, platforms and providers. Make sure you are giving us a follow, a subscribe, all that great stuff. Hit the little notification jobby so you get notified whenever any shows go live because there is more and more coming all the time. And also on your podcast players as well, make sure you're subscribing 
leaving us a review there so you know when new episodes drop every single well pretty much every single day on the network with all the different topics we cover including loads of tv the football coverage starting again soon the book world podcast with my good lady wife sharon just so much brilliant content all the time on sjp world media make sure you're checking it all out but most importantly you can follow this show and get involved in the non-wrestling topic, the poll, and all the other CWF goodness at chain underscore wrestling on Facebook and Twitter. I have had an absolute blast this evening. Thank you so, so much, everybody, for joining us. Apologies again for last week, but this has just made me feel fantastic. I'm really glad that we have the family that we have, Magsy. And family is the right word, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm off now to go and fantasy book a 33-man Barry-only battle royal where Wyndham will fucking win. I'll speak to you next week, my friend. Barry Wyndham is a skid mark on the underpants of wrestling. Gordy, wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake!